0: Previously on Thigh Gap Podcast
1: Alright, alright, alright Alright That's right What about India? You know I come from a theatre background, right? Is uh, It's a little, like, long history Where we went wrong, I really can't
0: pinpoint Havisek Uphmanio Sumit Anand Biswa Kanan Jose Kovac, Naveen Joseph, S.A.R.V. Danish said, it also takes an empty head to make more noise.
1: So now that you're all refreshed with what has happened at part one, I want to start off by quoting one of the greats, uh, Mr. Lakshmi Kant Rao, who was a retired police officer. Um, just a second um just uh, yeah he said the water is falling in our house it's a very emotional quote guys and uh, from that quote i also want to say that at thigh gap we don't bother to look back so whatever is it that you want to ask about part 1 all we suggest is listen to part 1 so here is to the part 2 of thigh gap podcast about humor this is me being brute, and with me, it's absolutely useless. Bogus Noob. Bogus Noob, that's right, guys. You guessed the name right, you get no prize, now get lost. Hey Bogus Noob, what's up?
0: What's up everyone, welcome back to the second episode or the second part of humor.
1: Alright, alright, alright. So just catching up on some more things, just to remind your otherwise weak memory, you can follow us on Instagram at uh, underscore thigh gap. Then you can go on to Twitter and just follow us at, at Thigh Gap. And obviously, you got to like us on Facebook with the Thigh Gap page. What do you say, Bogus? Ain't that right? Alright. That's right. The energy levels are off the roof. Because this is part two. Yay, yay. So, Bogus, so
0: we are into part two now. Quite a deep dive we did in part one. Yes, On sir. humor. Absolutely. And... Just taking it from there, continuing from that point. Um, what about India? What about our own great country? If you had to give like a context for the history of humor in Indian culture, how would you describe that? Uh it's funny that you asked that
1: question, Bogus, because I was mm-hmm. actually thinking about it. What an irony. <laughs> what <that> a coincidence.
2: <laughs>
1: so, okay, coming back to the serious part of the question. Right. So, it's a, okay, you know, I come from a theater background, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Right? That's like that. a plug in to that I'm an actor who can be hired by any of your aspiring directors. Mm hmm. Hasya, the Sanskrit word for humor, is actually an integral part of Navarasas. So the whole art of theatrics mm-hmm. or performing arts, mm-hmm. according to our Vedic scriptures, mm-hmm. right, is uh, it's a little like long history, right? Right. So they, they uh, bracket all the emotions. They say that the base emotions are nine. Okay right mm-hmm. and every other emotion basically drills down to these nine emotions right now Got there it. are i'm not going to go deep into nine emotions but one of the very prominent emotion is hasya which is depicted or which is um, explained as a derivative of love
0: interesting
1: which is yeah i know it's a very interesting thing i mean it also goes into psychology of Of humans in general, right? Mm -hmm. You're talking. You basically are saying that, hey, we have nine emotions, nine base emotions, right? And everything is a mix and match, mix and match of.
0: And you have toppings.
1: Yeah, you have toppings. You have like all kinds of stuff. Extra sauce. Yeah. Extra dressing. Sides. Sides and Mm -hmm. wines and drinks and all that crap. Mm -hmm. But basically, what I mean, there is this Rishi who basically wrote this, uh, these Navarasas, who. You know, uh, who've written down this nam- Navarasas in a form of document Right. is Rishi Bharata. I apologize. Okay. Uh, so, Rishi Bharata, uh, long back, sat down and for some weird reason said that, hey, let me decode what goes into. You know, acting or dancing or whatever. And it's very prominent in all the other art form or dance forms in India, right? Right. Like Bharatanatyam, Kuchipudi, Katakali. Yeah. They all are basically, you know, one or the other form of like d- depicting these emotions. Right. So the funny thing, I'm going straight to the point now. The funny thing, how Bharata, uh, this Rishi who wrote this... Mm-hmm. Uh, explains hasya which mm-hmm. is humor or which is light-heartedness or whatever mm-hmm. is that he says that this is a derivative of the emotion of love okay okay to which Sanskrit what's the Sanskrit term to that I don't know I have to check uh, I have to cheat basically but that's a funny thing because we were talking about it saying that how do where does humor come from
0: oh yeah I mean in the previous uh, the, in part one in part one We related humor to be something as simple and as complicated at the same time, like love. So that's what, that's what you're getting at. Yeah. 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 You
1: refer to love. Yeah. And I was referring to trust. Yeah. Yeah. And what is the highest form of trust? You can say faith, but I think faith again denotes to a superlative of affection and love. Mm -hmm. Like you have faith in God. Right, And you also love God. It's a very colloquial sentence, right? Usage of love and faith.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right? But somewhere what I feel, and this is done, by the way, this scripture was written in 500 BC. That's okay. how old Navarasas are.
0: I mean, yeah, all of our stuff goes way, way back, back. Way back. Yeah. Indians
1: were jobless some, from the beginning. All we worried about was writing syllabus for the next generation. Claps, guys. Claps. That's a fantastic joke. Do you consider it dark humor, Bogus? Is it up to your...
0: As an Indian, it pissed me off when you said that. So yeah, I consider it dark humor for sure.
1: Awesome. Just don't boycott me midway, okay?
0: No, no. You're cancelled. The next episode is just me. <laughs> <laughs> it is just you and your loneliness. That's it. Men no, but isn't it tanhari. interesting? Of course, yeah. Keep going.
1: 500 BC and this guy George on... A complex scenario or a complex emotion like love and humor and right. and, and karuna. Karuna is basically, you know, empathy. Empathy, yeah. And how how free do you have to be to like figure these things out, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I, or just curious. And this has been known as a land of seekers. Right. What do you do? you If you're all seekers, basically everyone's doing a PhD on one thing or the other. You know?
1: You hardly have a syllabus to study.
0: Yeah. It's just I'm picking this, I'm interested in this, I'm gonna now make this into a Right. It's like I'm whole jobless. Thing.
1: I'm going to create my own job. Yeah. Right. And few people went into math and discovered zero.
0: And then a few other people looked at the stars and translated that.
1: Right. So coming back to the Hasya bit. Yeah. Right. Uh now this is where it gets interesting. We had this concept of humor from days bygone, mm-hmm. right? Even mm-hmm. probably before the contemporary culture has come in. Mm-hmm. Now, my question is, where did it go? Or where was this used? One, we understand that it was used in dance forms, right? Okay. Different dance art. Bharatanatyam again, which is essentially storytelling, mm-hmm. or Kuchipuri or Kathakali, mm-hmm. is all storytelling, right? And okay, another thing I want to tell is just to give you a picture these definitions were written in the form of poems right and verses which is the style of that time i guess everything was written as a poem yeah even our mahabharata and ramayana were not prose they were basically written in poems right mm-hmm. so so poems were enacted in the form of dance it's like lyrics to a song mm-hmm. which even continues right yeah so dance form had hasya now try to like perceive that Imagine like a bunch of people sitting and looking at a girl dance mm-hmm. or a person dance mm-hmm. and you're laughing at it.
0: Right. Right? Because right.
1: they're trying to convey Hasya to
0: you. Because she's that bad. <laughs>
1: yeah, because maybe she's that bad. She sucks. Yeah, she sucks, man. Yeah. And, and you're just laughing at her plight that, dude, she can't get her act together. Mm-hmm. It's like a failed stand-up, right? Hopeless. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. where do you think... Okay, guess where is the next? How did it evolve? What is the next evolution of this? Just give it a wild guess.
0: My wildest guess would be where uh, comedy merged with tragedy in terms of understanding, where maybe those two were looked at no, as. No, no, no. You're, you're going things. into the subject
1: of it. Okay. I'm talking about conveying humor, I'm still talking about the communication channel. Okay, okay. Right? Like, where do you think from dance form, right. where do you think that it
0: evolved? Theater, drama? Can, uh, can you be more specific? Uh, the Ras Leela's or what What do they call them? Ramlilas. Ram Leela's. Not Ram Leela. Ram Leela is specifically Ram's uh, yeah. epic. Yeah. So, but they used to do these funny skits or something, right?
1: Right. Even before that, there's a step that, you know, uh, which actually it evolved into. Okay. Which in turn actually gave, paved the path to theater. and Which is that? miming. Okay, okay. So, even back then, there was no skit there were no sketches written. There is no prose format. Right. Right? So how they how it evolved was into mime. Mm-hmm. Now, you're miming a poem, which is which is close to dancing also, right? Because even in dancing, you don't have like you you don't have verbal outlet. Mime itself is a dance. Yeah, I dance mean, have you seen itself those French is a mime. Guys yes. With the face Ab- makeup? Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. It is so fluid. It yeah, is yeah. so like. I mean, oh, annoying, annoying. Yeah. yeah, especially when you're trying to walk down the streets, enjoy Eiffel Tower, and then yeah. this guy this miming on your face. This weird painted
0: guy wants to do something. Yeah, because, like, what's yeah, it's it's ridiculous, right? Yeah. But
1: the same thing used to happen in Ayodhya back in the day. Mm-hmm. If Ayodhya was like a tourist spot, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, people used to mime. They used to do street performance. Right. 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 And. Because language was a huge barrier back then. Mm. It was not so prominent because people from across the world used to come. Mm-hmm. So it went into miming. Okay. Which later on converted into theater. Mm-hmm. It evolved into theater. And what was their base for doing theater was still this process. Or this poem, sorry. Okay. Right? Now, it's it's there that we started. Now, how why I'm saying this is like the history of humor. Right. It was so integral mm. to India, mm. right, in the culture of India mm-hmm. that it started there, 500 BC back. Can yeah. you imagine what the world was at 500 BC?
0: I think humor, as it is, if you compare it with a civilization or a society, when uh, you can ask a question, when is there scope for something like humor to come about? And in my mind, there are two scenarios. One is where that civilization or society has enough to have some culture comforts, where there, are, there is some comfort zone, there is some wealth that comes in, and then you focus more on the arts. Because otherwise, until then, you're just surviving, you're just in a war, you know, all these real life issues that you're reacting to, there's no scope for humor there. Or the second aspect is when exactly when there is turmoil, and when there is adversity, that is where as a coping mechanism, humor could come in but it's a different kind of humor we're talking about in both these situations
1: yeah i'm like we are again going back to the question as to where humor is coming from
0: yeah yeah right so and we're trying now to juxtapose that against like put it in the context in india yeah yeah
1: put in it in history. a context right yeah 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 correct so now this is an interesting thing we quite don't know how they how the person who wrote Navarasas or mm-hmm. who depicted a Navarasas, mm-hmm. we don't know what was his, what was his
0: reference. Oh. Right? Like, I mean, we are a country with unknown references. Like, <laughs> we yeah, don't really like, know the source of it. Like Shankaracharya said, so everything things. is
1: like a freaking illusion. Yeah. Right? So, so all the, why it becomes all the more intriguing, mm-hmm. right, is if he has derived it from love. Okay. If he's, all he says is like, it's a derivative of love. mm mm-hmm. Now, if he's derived it out of love, is there a connection? I mean, in a practical sense, if somebody has a crush on you, they say that they'll, hasito fussy. Yeah.
0: Right? I mean, uh, yeah, that's because women tend to go behind humor a lot. Like they really respond to.
1: Whatever the science wit. is to that, yeah. right? We still quite are unaware how that provokes the accepti- acceptability of humor. Okay. You know, that's where I'm going. Uh-huh. My whole question, um, the big question, the elephant in the room for me is what makes me acceptable? What makes my jokes acceptable? Mm-hmm. Because you crack that, that's kryptonite, right? You yeah. just go into any random room yeah. and you instantly are accepted by people. Yeah. So that's where it becomes so complex. That's where it becomes so tricky to understand uh, or why we are talking as to why, where does humor come from. Right. But the Navarasas only give us a throw some light to the point of, it comes from love. Right. Which means that you have to be, and what does love do to you? If I have to break it down, it makes you vulnerable to the person who you love. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now you expand that vulnerability across.
0: It also gives you strength. Uh, it this, does. Yeah.
1: I'm, I mean, there are multiple other implications, yeah. but we are just trying to connect it to humor. Mm-hmm. So if I expand my vulnerability to everybody, right? Right will that help me one love everybody so that there is a certain untold permission that i can make fun of them or i can put across my humor humorous thoughts mm-hmm. and get a get a response
0: i think i see it from the other side like from their perspective when you're vulnerable in front of them they see that as a show of trust and they want to reciprocate that and they're reciprocating it by accepting you or you know, laughing at your jokes or just going along with you. Basically, I mean, you could crack a joke and they could immediately put you down. Like, yeah, I'm not in the mood for that. Like, right. just shut the fuck right. up or something like that. Right. Instead, they get into it and they're enjoying. They're having a good. Yeah, be time. a part of that. Conversation. Be a part of it. Yeah. True. True.
1: Now, this is this is again directed to what you asked, right? okay that is history of how how does humor fit in india or where does humor come in india yeah i feel we lost the track somewhere
0: i mean we lost tracks for everything because yeah, i'm again it happens when you're that old of a civilization you lose yeah, connections
1: or or you're just neutralized to it right yeah. i mean the easiest way i can explain that is you speak Hyderabadi to a Hyderabadi guy. Yeah. He'll not laugh at everything that you say. Exactly. But you speak Hyderabadi to any other city, like you speak to a Delhi guy in Hyderabadi, he mm-hmm. starts laughing. How is Hindi? What is Hindi? Yeah. But for us, it's like, this is how Hindi is spoken. Like, yeah. I don't know other forms of Hindi. Yeah. So I think as a country, we got neutralized, uh, or as a society, we got neutralized to the fact that these were all the things that we used to laugh about. Mm-hmm. And now we are looking at it from a different view. Mm-hmm. Right uh we and somehow i i also feel that over the course of time we just lost touch of all the literature which taught us what these things are what we were supposed to be connected to
0: i get what you're saying um i agree with it in the sense that even i had this observation which is somehow we are back to slapstick and slapstick yeah. usually tends to be like the starting phase
1: it's yeah it's like the level 1
0: yeah like the level 1 Although it is funny in and of itself. Right. But still, if someone is getting into humor, they usually start with slapstick. You don't usually start with satire or you don't usually start with uh, sarcasm, for example.
1: If I have to bucket it into one type of humor, Mm -hmm. uh, anybody starts off with one, like you said, slapstick, which is more organic. Yeah. You just find it funny, you do it and start Or
0: impressions.
1: Or impressions. It's predominantly observational comedy. Like, yeah, auntie is like this or that uncle walks like this. Yeah. And it's always like how somebody speaks or how somebody drinks tea or starts his bike or Mm. it's very small day-to-day things, right? So imagine, like, I agree with you that as a society, as a group, we are all come back to square one. Yeah, we're we back are, to. you are finding things funny as, hey, Gujaratis are like that, or, yeah. or South India. The thing that I hate most about, uh, w- uh, I don't hate it, but hate is a strong word. Mm-hmm. Uh, I despise.
0: Oh, it's so mild. Okay. This,
1: about the contemporary stand ups mm-hmm. is leveraging that. Yeah. You know, I'm a Telugu Brahmin, and you know what happens in my house? Everybody is afraid. Everybody thinks that I'm not an engineer. Okay, what? stereotyping is good but isn't it all? like there are gazillion Brahmins who are still leveraging that I mean you can observe much better
0: yeah right and what I also despise uh, you know as you put it mild. it's a very word. mild word yeah. it's very mild yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
1: conveys very little
0: is that I know that there are multiple things going behind that one is if okay if the society is at a certain place where we are back to slapstick Okay, that's okay. That's fine. And if there are some comics that leverage that slapstick, as you said, if that particular comic is also at the same stage, along with the society, then I say fair play. Okay, so right. the right. medium is going to evolve. Uh, the audience is going to be more discerning. And the comics are going to evolve along with the audience's tastes. Right. But we do know for a fact that there are a bunch of them who take it for granted, who... Have a mindset that this is what people will laugh at, and this is the only thing that people will laugh at, and so I'm going to give it to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like you're turning the apple card like at the beginning itself.
0: Yeah, and right. It's, it's like you're you're doing market survey kind of uh, thing to your art form, which is not how it should be done. And, I mean,
1: and that is happening.
0: I look, be- yeah, I look at it. Sorry, go ahead. That is happening. That is because, happening
1: because there is a huge disconnect. To how, what kind of a, a funny society or or what's our take on humor mm-hmm. as a culture or as a society. Mm-hmm. Why I say that is there, there is this whole thing of hasya uh, Kavi. Have yeah. you heard of it? We studied in school, right? Yeah. yeah. Kavi is basically stand up of like 5 BC or 200 BC or whatever, Right. right? These are the guys who used to perform to kings, mm-hmm. and I know for a fact that you are a huge uh, fan of uh, Telugu literature and and you are into uh, Tenali Ramakrishna and the stories of them.
0: I know those words. That's yes, how, that's how much I am into.
1: Modesty it. doesn't go well with you, bogus. No, I'm not. Honestly, you just want to show off. I don't that. know
0: much, but what I was saying before before you we segue into this, uh. That tendency where you think that, oh, this is all the people know and this is all they are laughing at now. So I'm going to cater to that. I'm just going to give them that because this is what they will laugh at. I think that is insulting. To the art form. To the audience also. Yeah. You're insulting their intelligence because you don't know.
1: And I know where it comes from. Where does it come from? Bollywood. I mean, not only that, but... I, I think it has a huge, this thing. I mean, come on. There was a time... Where you appreciated movies like, say, Anand or Kalapather and etc. etc. etc.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean these are quality movies. And even recently, say Andaz Apna Apna for for you know for an example, which was an
0: accident, It's a
1: total accident. Yeah, forget what happened behind the curtains. The mm-hmm. output, yeah, Rasmal was, was just it. brilliant. Yeah, Hera Fairy. Yeah, right. Again, if I mean we're I know I'm talking comical stuff, but what what I'm I trying just to want show to call is, out
0: though. By the time we get to Hera Fairy, there is already degradation.
1: No, that's what I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to point out. These yeah. were, Andhaz Apna Apna flopped in theaters Yeah, during its first release. Mm-hmm. Hera Fairy didn't do well. Mm-hmm. It, it started earning a lot more during its TV rights and all that. Mm-hmm. Swadesh as a movie, now I'm basically trying to cover the content. Mm-hmm. Swadesh as a movie never did well. Right. It, it tanked. Right. This kind of shows where, where the preferences have started changing. Yeah. Right? Like imagine Angur, Yeah. Right? Imagine Chupke Chupke. Oh yeah. Padosan. Padosan. Mm-hmm. They were quality and they were hits. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not I, I shouldn't talk about
0: Ahana Pellanta. Ahana
1: Pellanta. Right. Yeah. I, I know I shouldn't talk about the the money that they bought in. Yeah. But unfortunately that's the only scale how I can identify how much people appreciate a certain Comedy. At that point of time. At any point of time, even today, why isn't a Sanjay Mishra a superstar? Johnny Liver for the matter of fact.
0: No, I say at that point of time because some movies become cult hits later on. That's why.
1: Oh, okay. That way, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. So,
0: but, box office response is what you're saying.
1: Right. Box office response, unfortunately, became a yardstick mm-hmm. to identify what is an accepted content and what is not. Yeah. Where we went wrong, I really can't pinpoint. I really can't pinpoint if we went wrong with Dilwale Dilwanya. I can't pinpoint if we uh, if we went wrong with uh, a Salman Khan movie or which movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because Salman Khan was a part of the best comic movie, comedy movie in the history of Bollywood. Right. right. And he killed it. Yeah. I love Salman Khan in that whole movie. Mm-hmm. The way playing a dumb guy is not easy. Yeah. Right. Uh, so I think that has a huge influence of we going back to the basics in understanding comedy, which is forcing the performers to cater to that basic need is is what I feel.
2: Yeah,
0: and when we say that we are back to slapstick, what we actually mean by that is because, for example, my my earliest observation about the humor that we got to see from our literature, our mythologies, etc., Mm. It seemed to be very wisdom-based.
1: Oh, okay, okay, okay. There's okay, always
0: yeah. like a truth, if it is a simple truth like Panchatantra, or it is a very complicated, sophisticated kind of truth that you find in, um, I mean, I don't know how The obvious irony. Yeah, that's, I don't know how, how I don't know how uh, people may take this, but. There is some parts. There are some parts of Bhagavad Gita that actually could classify as comedy. Because yeah,
1: yeah. Mahabharata, Ramayana. I mean, even the mythologies.
0: Because anything that really puts your puts you in your place. Yeah. As a human being and yeah. shows you how minuscule, how powerless, or what is your actual role or scope in the whole thing. There's something funny about that. The magic word is vulnerable.
1: If it makes you
0: vulnerable. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, I think. Uh, it's a sa- it's a sacred emotion of yeah. laughing, right? You, it's not just the guy who's telling the joke, but the person who's laughing for it also becomes vulnerable because somebody mm-hmm. is going to always be like, you laugh for that. Yeah, are you kidding me? That's what you laugh for? What's your IQ, dude? And you're like, um, you know, it was just the way he said it, or yeah, yeah you yeah, know, yeah. it's yeah. no, no, I relate it with some other thing. Yeah, this is justification. Nobody ever just stops that conversation. And like, Dude, it's funny. Fuck it, I'm going to laugh for it. That's it, right? And I get the point. Uh, it's a it's a very valid point that you made. That back in the day, it was a it always. Kind of had wisdom attached to... It was
0: very sophisticated. It was very... um, It had everything. It had philosophy, spirituality... And being told in the simplest way possible. Yeah. Yeah. But if you try to think about the meaning behind it, then you realize, oh, fuck, how much did they pack into this shit? You know who was notorious for that? Who? Ghalib. Okay. Ghalib
1: apparently there is there is a school of thought which says Galib is probably the closest personification of God mm-hmm. in human form. Mm-hmm. Uh, purely on the basis of his wisdom okay. and his understanding of the world or whatever, right? right. And if you read Galib's stories as yeah. deep and as... And his life was a mess, dude. His wife left him, he got a, became a drug addict or like became a drunkard, lost all his property, his money, everything, mm-hmm. barring the respect that he's the best you know, shayari or kawali guy ever. Okay. Right? And and yet, so I'll tell you how simple his humor was. He's basically having Nasha uh, in a masjid. And the Maulana comes and says like, uh, are you not ashamed that in the presence of God you're doing such a sinful act? Mm-hmm. And Ghalib is like, I'm sorry, I'm going to leave. And then he comes back and like, by the way, I just want to ask, uh, is there a place where God is not there so that I can go and do Nasha?
0: Oh yeah, it's so similar with... Uh Guru Nanak's response where yeah. he asked the guy to just keep moving his feet because that guy was, some guy took offense saying that your feet are Point towards, pointing towards okay. a holy spot or something. Huh. So he asked him to move his feet. Right. And the minute he moves his feet, there's some holy spot that pops up. Right. That's the story. huh And you you can see that as a clever response. Like it's a quip. Correct. You're outsmarting someone. Right. Even the story of Mahabali and the Vamanavatar, It's like, what do you want? Three pieces of land. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's all I need. Three pieces of land. Okay, cool. I'm a great king. Three pieces of land. Here you go. Okay. First piece is the entire globe. Yeah. Second piece is the entire sky. And the third piece, where do I put, put it on my head? Put it on my head. Yeah. You know, if the, that is funny, you know,
1: yeah, I agree.
0: Because that, just the unexpected turn that took. The surprise element. The surprise element, yeah. yeah. And that's what
1: humor is, right? Humor necessarily doesn't mean, like you mentioned, it's not about uh, laughing your ass off. and All these I mean, LOLs, lamf. It's not only. Yeah, I mean, that's just like a magnitude of it. Yeah. Right? I mean, there is always a superlative for everything. Like, how much do you love somebody? Oh, a lot. Yeah. To the moon and back. Same way, how much can you laugh? Like, a lot. Okay, a lot. what's what's like a ceiling for it? You don't know. Yeah. The, right?
0: There is giggle laughs, which is like Charlie Chaplin or Which Lord you remember.
1: Hardy. There are times where you don't laugh, but yeah. you remember it's a very funny thing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I, I'll tell you the funniest thing that I remember from my school. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, am I cutting you off?
2: I was just going to say. There it's is okay, because you deserve
1: it. In my school, I I there's a guy like one of the guys you mentioned Mm -hmm. who just doesn't know he's funny, but he's very funny. Right. So there's a guy who sits in front of me in my bench, Mm -hmm. like middle low last bench, and last but one bench is where he sits, and he sits in the middle, and the other guys who sit beside him are huge. These are six footers, about hundred kilos each. Okay. Out of nowhere, in the middle of the class, he dances. Mm-hmm. For the song, Bardash nahi kar sakta mein, dil mein. he just <laughs> right. sings that song and yeah. he wobbles himself so hard that these guys to fall off the bench. Okay. Right? Yeah. And we wouldn't laugh. Uh-huh. Like we would be like, dude, this guy is up for some act. But then I still remember that as one of the funniest things that somebody can think of in the middle of a class.
0: After all these years, you still remember? I it. still
1: remember that. Yeah. And it's a vivid memory. It's not like it's a passing. Oh, Something was there. No, I just remember... Like it so clearly. The yeah. two, and what is funny in that, there is this puny guy mm-hmm. who's basically making two huge guys fall off the bench. Right. Out of nowhere. Yeah. Right. And that's the sight. Slapstick. It's slapstick. Yeah. And which I feel is the highest form of humor again. Like, you know, you, I mean, it has everything that it, it had the right context. Mm-hmm. It had the right kind of, you know, he had the right kind of body language because the best part is this. Once he does that, he used to sit as if nothing happened. Okay. So it was like a killer punchline, right? Right, like, right. He would just sit like normally and say like, hmm, the, the class is going on. Yeah. But these guys are like staring at these guys and that is the image that I have in my head, right? Yeah, yeah. They're on the ground staring at him and like, what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. And he's not even bothered to respond because it's like, I didn't even exist here when this happened. Yeah. I just came here and you guys are on the floor. That's the kind of expression he used to give.
0: Completely deadpan.
1: Absolutely deadpan. Mm-hmm. So... So those are the kind of things that, you know, you would not probably make you laugh a lot, but they're funny nevertheless. They're very humorous. They come from a humorous spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, slapstick has this tendency to make you laugh till your belly hurts, you know, and you can't ignore that. That has to be like the highest form. Even though we say now it's come back to slapstick, what we mean is it's come back to bad slapstick. In slapstick also, there are levels. Yeah. And it's, again, it takes a, uh, it takes someone really smart to, again, act dumb and make that yeah, look funny, yeah. make that really funny to people. The other kind, like I was saying, was the kind that doesn't really make you belly laugh or giggle, but it just makes you laugh inside your head, you know, like, aha, that was intelligent or that, yeah, was, exactly, that yeah. was smart, that was so clever.
1: And you, you know what, hap- what also happens and it happened with me a lot of times, mm-hmm. I don't laugh because I don't want to appreciate the other guy's intelligence. I mean, that's but the competitiveness. Head, yeah, it's the competitiveness. Right? Yeah. It is like the stand-up syndrome or whatever. Yeah, or the humorous guy syndrome. Whenever I find somebody super funny, right? I'm like, dude, fuck, this is a fucking hilarious joke. Uh-huh. And then I'm like, okay, how do I get back to him? Right, right. And he's not even competing with me. Neither am I competing. It's just like he's a guy in the room yeah. or he's a person in the he room. He just
0: triggered your. He just triggered me. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: just like okay, now it's dude. This is a competition, man. Right. And I'm going to make sure. The nine people laughed for your joke. I want to now laugh for me, including you. That makes you 10 of them, right. so I win. Right. So suddenly, there is this thing comes, but you can't avoid the fact that he was funny. Right? He was funny, he yeah. was fucking funny. So,
0: and if he laughs at your joke, then he wins.
1: Yeah, he basically has a bigger heart, and yeah. there is no win, <laughs> yeah. there's no winning scenario from there, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I, I think um, what you say is very true. Uh, we don't come from a point of wisdom, uh, I think humor. Has lost his charm, uh, in its own sense, uh, and nothing against the guys who are stand up right now, right? I don't have any problem, or neither am anybody to judge I mean, who they are. I, Only I, thing is, I have some problems. No, you have a lot more problems. You, you need shock treatments, according to me. Yeah, but still, you know, some I'm, of them I'm do a, too. I'm a Karuna guy, bro. Mm-hmm. I remember that. I you know, I let you go. Did you say you're a Karuna guy? I'm a Karuna guy. Karuna. I don't believe that. Mm but yeah okay bogus nook one being brute zero I'll make a <laughs> See, note of that
0: again it's a competition it's triggered. <laughs> it's triggered bro but yeah the stand-ups right now I do have a few bones to pick with those guys you know some of them yeah some of them are uh, comedians by name only everything you do it's not really directly comedy some of you are not funny you don't realize it okay some of you you're more activists than your comedians Okay. There are some of you that give us traffic updates about Borivali and uh, Bandra. Okay. Educational. They give infrastructure updates also. There's a metro updates. being built here. Yeah.
1: And then there is this. Yeah.
0: Uh, no, but
1: I, I personally don't have any bones to pick. I think every person has his own style of being funny.
0: There's hardly two or three right now that are actually Who's your favorite? Good. I don't want to take names. No, come on. Take names. Okay, to take names, I would say interesting wow, people. Wow, so
1: easy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's that's all it needed. Yeah, that's, all it, that's all it needed. Ask it second time.
0: No, because it's a positive thing, then I'm I'm okay with that. So, uh, interesting people, for me, s- subjective again, it's not really objective. These are
1: contemporary stand-ups. Or contemporary. Are you talking about Indian No, 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 contemporary okay.
0: stand-ups. Interesting for me right now, uh, I find uh, I would put Avisek Upmanyu in that. Sumit Anand. Oh, I love Sumit Anand. Okay. Sumit Anand is definitely interesting. And, uh, I like Kanan when he prepares. Kanan Gil. Yeah. Like when he prepares and when he does a prepared kind of set, mm-hmm. I think the way he thinks and he puts that effort into constructing a flow or whatever. Case in point, his previous special, which mm-hmm. was well constructed. Hmm. So, I like, I think he's interesting. And, uh, in general, funny people, I find Naveen Joseph interesting. Naveen Joseph? Oh,
1: yeah. um, the Corona song guy. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Okay. Interesting pick. He's also I like Sumit Anand.
0: He's also a good actor.
1: Yes. I, I think Naveen um, Joseph. Naveen Joseph. Naveen Joseph. Sorry, Naveen, for not knowing your second name. But Naveen, let me take, we are like on first name basis. Absolutely. Naveen. Right? He doesn't know me. Yeah. How does it even matter? Yeah. Naveen, I think, is a great performer. Oh. S.A. Arvind. I didn't mention I say Arvind also. I like. Come on, yeah. Come on, we gotta do that. We gotta, mm. we gotta push our guys from down south.
0: <laughs> no, it's not really a south thing. Because <laughs> no, Sumitana. it is,
1: guys. Bogus is extremely. Uh, Abhishek, uh, Kudmani,
0: and Sumitana are both Delhi. Delhi guys. Yeah, yeah.
1: So what's your point? <laughs> oh, oh, you don't want to. you're overall, not pushing. I'm okay. not pushing a south agenda okay, or no. something. No, Arvind I say is really good. I like Arvind. I like Arvind I say's delivery. What I really am impressed is how fast he does it. I think he's the fastest delivery in India right now.
0: He engages the audience really well. Right. And that's... And he has a very middle
1: class uncle kind of a body language. (laughs) Right? He's like, like, you know, he keeps moving so
0: fast and all. Yeah, yeah. But
1: no, uh, yes, Arvind is really good. I like Sumit
0: Anand a lot. Sumit Anand, why? Because of his lazy delivery. And it betrays the amount of... uh, i don't know if in real life he does put that much thought into it but it does betray some amount of um i would say ponderance that it's not something that he just the way he says it is as if he just woke up and that's the first thing came to his head but yeah they are thought out there there is stuff happening in the background he's, again
1: it's it's like he's very effortless he makes it, it look yeah, like yeah it makes obviously least, I think so. but it, it is smart it is, you know, one, one of the things that is very good about him is they're very smart jokes that he tells. Not saying that other people are not smart. Yeah. But I like Sumit Anand's smartness. Let me put it this way. He kind Got of it. resonates with me. Abhishek Kupan knew, yes. But not the last few ones. The ones, the first two or three sets that he said I sent, mean,
0: once um, they show it, you can say that it's there. And they can yeah, get yeah. back to it.
1: But that is what, ha- okay. Biswa had it. Okay. Yeah. And now I don't see Biswa having it. <laughs> I don't know if it happens to a lot of stand-ups, but, uh, or maybe my expectations towards Biswa has too increased high. or whatever. Yeah. But I saw Biswa having it from the word go. And this is from pretentious movies. It's not even like from a stand-up bit. But since pretentious movies, I thought Biswa had that.
0: So just to clarify, I think what we are talking about is the difference between Some comics who go behind observational humor, which is okay, that's one kind of comedy. That's perfectly fair. But there are comedy, uh, there are comedic bits that are nothing but blog posts. You know, they're just like, and I got into an Uber. Like blogs. I'm going to put up a post about it. But is it linked to something really, some other concept in the background? You know, like what I would like to see personally, very subjective, is where comics tackle the difficult topics. Hmm. You know, show me how you tackle death. Show me how you tackle depression. Yeah. Show me how you tackle... Okay, but don't you think
1: it's a little unfair because it's, it a, is unfair. it's a very subjective it is unfair. place, yeah, right? I agree, yeah. Because ask me who are my picks. Who? Oh, thanks for asking me. Uh, My favorite as of today mm-hmm. in the contemporary lot mm-hmm. are two people and who I feel are up and above these guys levels okay they're not conventional stand-ups okay they're just humorous people according to me that's cheating no it's not cheating You're I talking I, asked about stand-ups? You, I asked you who are the funniest guys who you think in the contemporary and you gave me your choices I was okay
0: I was sticking with stand-ups by the way for the record okay, okay. go ahead Jose Cobaco. oh yes number one of
1: course Danish Seth number two I don't I agree love- with
0: that but uh, I agree with Jose yeah,
1: yeah. Danny said for me is, again, is a very good performer. Mm-hmm. He has that ability of knowing what will make people laugh. Yeah. Okay. And it's a very uncanny ability because he looks like a guy who can do it on the go. And I like those kind of guys. Like Jose Cavaco, right? He doesn't do anything extravagant. If you see, he picks on very small things, very yeah. simple things. One of the big, best jokes that he cracked is he was doing this unboxing video for OnePlus 3. I know. And he said the front camera performs really well. It got twenty out of twenty-five in Hindi. Yeah. <laughs> this was the joke. It is absurd humor. It's absurd, right? It's, yeah. And that's that's the kind of humor that appeals to me. Of course, and, yeah. And a lot and both though both Danish State and Jose Kowako do mm-hmm. a similar kind of humor, right? Mm-hmm. Which is absurd humor. They are both so different. Jose is very lazy. He comes across as like, okay, I don't have energy to do this kind of, but he kills it. Mm -hmm. Danish comes in with this so much of an, yeah, what's happening? Oh, what are you doing? And all. And then, but, and still very funny. So, so for me, these two are one of the best comics. In standups, I really like Sumit. Mm -hmm. Sumit Anand, I think, uh, I second with you in everything that you said. He has all that ingredients to make you like him and make you laugh for him. Right. And he, he knows that it, he looks like a guy who knows that too, mm-hmm. right? Um, Abhishek Upamanyu, I feel is like Sumitana light. Okay. You know, uh, maybe it's because of the delivery that they both have. I mm-hmm. don't know. Naveen Joseph is another guy who I really like, mm. right? Naveen Joseph, I think is a very good performer. Uh, comes very different to all these guys.
0: It's quite, he has his own place. He has his own place. Yeah.
1: He, he, he managed it really well. He didn't get influenced by anything. Mm-hmm. He looks very raw every time he comes on, right? Yeah. Anything he does. So, I don't know why he didn't even start this. But, uh, yeah, now to think about, these are these are my picks. Yeah, uh,
0: usually th- it's my policy not really to take any names, but fuck it. Fuck you know? it, yeah, who listens to us. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, uh, the difference I see between a, a Danish Seth and uh, Jose Covaco hmm. is that between the two of them, Danish Sate is the Potential mainstream guy. If there's between two of them, is there if there's one guy who's going to go viral or who's going to get a lot of people watching him, it's more danish because of his exuberant performance right. aspect. Right. Which, in a very cynical way, if I look at it, which is not fair to him, of course, but I'm going to still go ahead and do it. Uh, in a very cynical way, it is a convincing act. Like people who are just watching it right hmm. uh, when they're scrolling hmm. bombasticness and hmm. that exuberance it gets people to uh, oh someone's loud which is fair it's I'm see I'm not saying it's not uh, yeah thing. okay I'm just saying that you made it sound the, like a complaint
1: and I was about to like punch you in the face which is it. why I love Danish which is Danish why I love you bro
0: which is why I gave that disclaimer uh, for me Jose is someone who is very understated so he's not really trying to sell himself that much from the get go His sales point is coming at the punch. Danish is selling from second one, bro. You know, so... And it's aggressive selling. It is Hmm. in your face. Right. Jose is exactly opposite of that. He's not in your face. But he he is more laid back. He is, I guess, maybe more confident. uh, Oh, come on. Now you're judging them. You can't do that. I mean, yeah. It's This is all It also
1: takes confidence to be on your face from second one. It does. So... I don't think...
0: it. Ha- I think it's just a matter of style. It also takes an empty head to make more noise. That's very unfair. I, I was just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, guys. But you saw my
1: silence. <laughs> did you feel a threat <laughs> in brute, my silence? <laughs> brute
0: was offended on behalf of Danish. Sen yeah. Right <laughs> he was going to Absolutely, <laughs> dude. That's so unfair. You can use that on toppers. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That was just a joke. I don't really yeah. mean that.
1: Kind of. but But, you, but going back to the point... You know, I think that is how we, we if we have to really go back to the pinnacle of, you know, our cultural humor. Right. Right. I think we it it is imperative that we all go back to what, you know, f- go back to the content where humor was or literature. Content is the wrong word in this day and age. Please don't say content. Yeah. It's literature, guys. Mm-hmm. Respect our elders. The literature which actually kind of glorified the humorous, you know, aspects of it. Yeah. Right. And I think once we go through that, I don't know how many of us go through that. To be honest, including ourselves. Where can you clarify?
0: Go through what exactly?
1: I mean, how many of, how many times have you gone back and read stuff of, uh, uh, you know, Hasekavis, or or try to understand what was humor in India like back in the day? Mm-hmm. Because Western, I'm giving you a comparative analysis, mm-hmm. right? I, I I'll draw an analogy. Can I draw an analogy? It's your podcast, this, bro. Yeah. So the thing is, you know, it's like that saying that why do Pakistan produce? Why does Pakistan produce more fast bowlers? Mm-hmm. Because they have a lot of reference for them. They have people to look up to. They have a Imran Khan. They have a Wasim Akram. They have a Waqar Yunus. Right. And they all grow up looking at these fast bowlers. They want to become fast bowlers.
0: You also got to run away from something that's exploding. You know? That is that
1: that too. So their yeah. natural talent is kind of helping them become a fast bowler. Exactly. Whereas in India, everybody wants to become a Sachin. Or everybody wants to become a a batsman, right? Mm. And yes, the trend is changing. Yes, a lot of things. But primarily, it is if you know something, if you know that your previous generation has done something, Mm -hmm. it automatically becomes a point of reference. Now, imagine the current cricketers don't know about Sachin or don't know about the whole history of Indian
0: batsmen is removed. Right. Right? What will happen? Wait, is there something replacing that? Is there a history of ballers replacing that? We or? don't know.
1: We don't know what is replacing. Say, if bunch of feelers are being replaced. Then we are only talking about. Then we are South Africa. Correct. Yeah. So what happened is the same thing that happened with us in humor, when our literature was replaced was started being replaced by the Western literature, or, or or you know the, the PG Woodhouses, the Woody Allens, movies of the West. The Jim Carries became more popular. Mm-hmm. Um, you know your um, What do you say? The second or third generation. They're not even the prime generation. These were the second or third generation of the Western guys who started uh, replacing our literature. Then we thought, oh, we don't even have like a history of funny things.
0: I have an example for what you just said. Great, go ahead. I'm physically... But never point at me. The way you just did it, Uh
1: you pointed at me as if I was telling something wrong.
0: No, no, no. Something that I could relate to. I'm still physically scarred by Hrithik Roshan trying to imitate Jim Carrey and Yadim. I mean, I'm physically scarred by Yaden for many other reasons, <laughs> like many. I was other just people. about
1: to ask you that. That's it. <laughs> that's all that is. No, there? no, no, no.
0: This this was one of the things that I was scarred by. Okay, which is exactly what you're saying. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. And you, it's not that we don't have Johnny Lever is our Jim Carrey. Don't you think so? Yeah. Johnny Lever is a. I mean, the kind of roles that Johnny Lever did are are amazing, dude. I mean. Everything. His stand-ups are crazy. His characterization is crazy. His whole... he He's a complete package, right?
0: And we have our own legend of legends in Telugu cinema. That is Brahmanandam. Kota. Oh, come on. Okay, Kota is also a legend. Kota. I think Kota is the bigger... Uh, I won't say bigger. genius. I won't say bigger. For me, Kota is bigger, dude. Brahmanandam is...
1: Is the peak. Guys, uh, for all you people who do not know Telugu movie history, Brahmanandam is the meme's... Who you are seeing nowadays, and Kota Srinivas Rao is the guy who, who, if you watch watch the movie Sarkar, uh, he is the guy who's the evil op, politician. Yeah, the evil politician who says like Operation South Style Pura North. Yeah, exactly. So that is Kota. He's a fantastic actor and is very humorous. He's one of the sought after actors. He was Rawal copies Kota. Let me put it that way. The Hera Fairy role of paresh Rawal that was adopted from a character that Kota did in one of the Telugu movies long back. As funny
0: as he can be completely villainous. And when he's funny, he's the most charming guy. You want to just give him a hug. And when he's a villain, you don't want to be anywhere around this guy. That good. Yeah.
1: But we are digressing. We're going into a different topic altogether. Bogus, thanks to you.
0: Yeah, so coming back a lot of my observation was that uh, a lot of this seems to be very wisdom based the humor uh, when it is old and very rarely or much later in chronology when it comes to kings and court jesters or hasya kavis like you said yeah yeah you have a different kind of humor which is more wit more clever more situational yeah. And
1: no? and you know, poetry, uh, very similar to humor, has categories, right? There is a kavi, there is a Hasyakavi, Kavi, there is something else, something else. Vikatakavi is more like this uh, satirical poetry.
0: Yeah, uh, Tenali Ramakrishna, who was the one of the eight poets in the court of... Uh, Sri Krishna Devaraya. Sri Krishna Devaraya of the Vijayanagara dynasty or the empire. He was known as the Vikatakavi and... In Telugu, it is actually a palindrome. V ka ta ka V.
1: What is a
0: palindrome? Palindrome is which starts and ends the same way, like Madam I'm Adam.
1: Oh, okay,
0: okay. So this guy he used to be well known, really well known for his wit throughout, and he was the he was a close counsel of the king during his time. Um, he's a legendary figure in our, our mythology, actually.
1: Yeah, for people who want to, uh, who do not have the access or who do not understand Telugu poetry or the language, you can refer to Birbal. Akbar Birbal is, it, there, there is a whole school of thought uh, that uh, Akbar Birbal was derived from Tenali Ramakrishna stories. The
0: relation between
1: Tenali Ramakrishna
0: and uh, Sri Krishna, Krishna Devaraya. Yeah. So,
1: uh, but… Who cares, right? Yeah. Even if it is, uh, if it is an adaptation or a replication, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But you will definitely understand the wittiness that we as uh, a culture had, which was so, an in, which was such an integral part of our culture, right? Uh, which I think we lost it. Uh, world over, everybody is losing it. But uh, I only care about India.
0: Yeah, as you can see, the degradation that's been common. Uh, across countries or civilizations. Um, in the 70s or the 60s, we had the best of music. We had the best of film. Singers, and composers, you name it. All of a sudden, we saw the death of rock and roll and we saw quality dropping everywhere. The pop stars of today. Right. They're, they're singing, they're happy because it's a Friday.
1: Yeah. You know, um, there is no there is no intellectual value addition
0: yeah and the so called funny scenes in movies where people are exaggeratingly acting as jackasses and that is supposed to make us laugh as opposed to something actually fun.
1: I, I i i would choose to put it in a different way i don't want to sound diplomatic okay but uh, it's done in poor taste that's what i have to say uh you know for me humor also has to you know poke a little about uh, onto my intelligence.
0: I was going to say exactly that, which is taste plays a big role. Right, right. In um, humor. And that taste aspect is what seems lacking. More often it than It shows
1: more. a lot of lacklusterness in writing. Oh, yeah. Right. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want. Uh, it's like going to a good play. Mm-hmm. Like you want. To experience certain genuineness about the writing or the play, right? Mm-hmm. So the same thing is what I observe that there is a certain lacklusterness in it. it is a, there's a certain amount of carefreeness which, which doesn't get the due respect. Types, right? So that that is my issue with the contemporary comedy. But having said that, where it comes from is a whole different question. Where is that lacklusterness coming from?
0: Um. A general um, diversion from detail. How many of us are digging deep into things? You know, for example, in Japan, they have reality shows based on this concept where people invent some simple thing for a very simple use. And they come to TV shows and they show it off. And when it gets selected or they win, or even if they don't win, if it's popular enough, they build a business out of it. How many of us are going into detail like that in our own walks of life? You look at the city planning or the lack of it, and you can see we live in a concrete jungle. You know, there's no lung spaces. There's no water spaces. And you look at uh, manufacturing. We're not exactly known, uh, spoken about in, uh, along with Germans or the Japanese. When it comes to manufacturing, even though there was a point where Indian um, uh, workmanship was so famous that they could uh, fit a silk dress in a matchbox. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. What is that shawl shawl called? I forgot what it's called, but I thought it was silk. Pashmina, Pashmina. No, I don't think it was Pashmina. I think it was silk. Okay. Like pure silk, which could be folded
1: into a a small matchbox. Yeah, yeah. And there is the same thing is uh, with shawls. Uh, there is a Pashmini shawl or something. Pashmina, which goes through a ring. It it's so delicate Right. it's so you know soft mm-hmm. that it can just go through a very small ring. Yeah, talk and about that's how they test talk, it. Also. Talk
0: about architecture. Architecture. Yeah. The standards of architecture. We built. Uh, we have we have a temple with hanging pillars, dude. Right. I mean, they, they slide papers under it. How is this... And the symmetry,
1: dude. Uh, the symmetry. The symmetry of... The sacred the, geometry. Sacred geometry, right? Yeah. But, okay, I think we're digressing into too many things. Mm-hmm. But primarily, I think this is how I relate to a lot of things. Humor opens doors. Yeah. Bottom line. Yeah. Right? Uh, it helps you accept people. Because trust opens doors. Yes. Yeah. Right? Love opens doors. Yeah. Right? I mean, you can just give it many names. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of the conversation if you are open to humor without bias without judge, judgment without prejudice right i think it opens a lot of doors which ultimately builds unity
0: all the things that we cannot get together and talk about freely
1: yeah humor allows you to do humor that. is the only thing that allows you to absolutely true go absolutely that. true yeah right why do we need friends basically because they can make fun of our problems yeah and that's why if if you are having a if you are having a bad day you would crave for the for these guys,
0: right? Yeah, you're not looking to talk to your uncle.
1: Yeah, you don't want to go to your, you know, your neighboring uncle who gives you unnecessary advice and say like, mera problem hai, ek jok baan, jok yeah, right? And I think that's, that's why it is so important that we address the point of how we are going away from the raw form of humor.
0: Which brings me to the next question, which is in an earlier episode, yeah. we discussed that the western way of thought is more of dissection and more materialistic yeah whereas the eastern way of thought has been more of there's more of an acceptance of the things unknown in the east yeah. there's a way of explaining explaining it away correct or understanding it or letting it that sink in correct whereas in the western uh, this thing they almost look like they hit a brick wall correct when yeah. they come to such topics like rebirth like what happens after death you know all these kinds of things so how do you think that influences humor in the west versus in the east so it
2: hmm,
1: it's it's a very it's a tough question dude like i mean if this
0: was in my exam i would have skipped this question i would have just written a story about me going to watch a movie and fill the answer sheet you know
1: That I would have done anyways. How do you think I passed my engineering? Exactly. Thanks for all the Spider-Man movies and all. Mm -hmm. But uh, hmm, you put me in a fix now. Because I myself don't... Can you repeat the question once again?
0: The question is, we do know that there is a distinction between the Western way of thought and the Eastern way of thought. Now, if thought, if the culture is what influences humor, then how is where is the difference in the humor where is the difference in humor of the east and the west that shows this being manifested this distinction being manifested you know
1: uh, okay i again go back to the point where we are disconnected to our own culture correct um i feel see for example let's take our own example okay right who, according to us, is like the pinnacle of humor?
0: You mean stand-up comedy or
1: humor? No, general humor. Somebody who makes us laugh like, wow, that's like, so funny. How smart is that?
0: Uh, okay, how smart is that for me? Well, Yeah, so we all have our own. Yeah, examples. for us, for
1: example. Okay, fine. Bro, I'll spill it out, dude. For the fucking useless you are.
0: For you, it's, it's Monty Python.
1: Right, Like for when we look at Monty Python, we are like, dude, this is so fucking funny. Yeah, Like how did these guys even come up with some shit like this? I mean, it's so out there and we didn't see it, but they saw it types.
0: Monty Python, George Carlin,
1: jo- Don Rickles. Don Rickles, uh, Blackadder. I mean, you yeah. know, a- everybody and anybody you can think of. Mm-hmm. How many of such people can you name from our own background or our own culture who came up with such who intended to come up with such humorous stuff. I can only think of Johnny Lever who manifested humor. Okay. You know, who who dedicated himself to humor. Right? And it's not just one format.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: This guy is funny everywhere. You put him in a stand-up, he's funny. Mm-hmm. You put him in a stage, he's funny. Mm-hmm. You put him in a play, he's funny. He's movie, he's funny. Anywhere you put him, he's just funny. He's, he's like a... For me, he's this raw force of humor, right? Yeah. So, how many of such references do we have? Well, our generation hardly has any reference.
0: Yeah, when you say our generation, yes, we Yeah, it is our generation. But Or take three generations above us. I would say Jaspal Bhatti is a name which comes up uh, because you said smart. Correct. Smart humor. See, Jaspal Bhatti was satirical, by the way. Which is very smart. Yeah,
1: he's, he's one of the intelligent guys. Yeah, right. and
0: but going back before that, but it's again wisdom based. Right. My question, the is, right, my question is
1: do you base your humor according to Jaspal Bhatti? No. My, that I think that's where the gap is. I feel the gap is that we do not respect our own backgrounds, right? Our own references. Or or probably we devalue overshadow our references and we are more I you know, we are more excited about oh, let's see what Dave Chappelle's new show is. Let's see what Kevin Hart's new show is about. Uh let's see who's the funniest writer. Uh, who is the funniest actor in Hollywood. Ghar ki Murgi Dal Barabar as the say. Exactly. That is that's the simplest way you can put it.
0: Which is also a funny proverb in Hindi.
1: Yeah. And in Telugu, you know, even, even Hindi, it is there. Uh, it's due with, uh, I go, Godlo, Pilan vet kon uranta vet Oh,
0: okay, okay. Can you translate that?
1: I can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I suddenly blacked out. Like, I don't, uh, uh, what is it done in, what, what's it in Hindi? So, let's translate uh, it in English. Uh, something like that
0: okay, 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 so what that means is what that translates to is this guy had the uh, this guy had his kid in his lap the whole time, but, but he's searching everywhere else. but he kept searching everywhere else. yeah, yeah.
1: so I think that's where is the gap. Mm. the gap is you see people talking about, oh, Bill Burr told this joke or or you know Louis C. K. told this joke. Mm. how many of you know how how many cool jokes that Johnny liver told? Yeah. Like, check easy math, right? Go to YouTube, pick up Johnny Lever's stand up, and you have them, by the way, Mm -hmm. and check how many views he got. Right. I don't see any. Yeah. Right. Go to Kadir Ali Beg, for example, Mm -hmm. another very, you know, absolutely hilarious, you know, uh, play writer and stuff. Yeah. How many views did he get? I mean, yes, he's from Pakistan now, Mm. but his roots are the same culture that we came up from. His humor. Mm-hmm. Comes from a similar culture, the comedy of errors, the language he uses, the kind of setup he uses and all. Ah, but
0: he is from Pakistan now, right? Yeah, it
1: doesn't matter for well, me. there you go. See, I, I go by the merit. I'm not looking at all these things. I'm kidding. Yeah, of course. Don't kid with me on such important, serious topics, okay? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Because I'll punch you again. You want to be punched, already you have one black eye. But so, yeah, that's where that's what I would
0: say. I still... We still don't have an answer to that question, which is if there is a known difference between the way the Western uh, thought process goes and the Eastern thought process goes, where is that manifesting in the humor that comes out of these regions? If you guys have any suggestions or any inputs to provide in that regard, go. Or
1: theories or hypotheses. Or, theories
0: or hypotheses.
1: Just make it smart. Give us a presentation.
0: Yeah, we're going to judge you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let us know in the comments, wherever you can reach us, you yeah, know, our yeah, socials. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, yeah,
0: comments. Hmm. But by default, a very basic question, bro. Okay. To you mm-hmm. Where do you think laughter comes from?
1: <laughs> okay, that's a good question. Like one of my very close friends said, it comes from the stomach. Wow. You're going to use my
0: own line, against guess. Yeah.
1: yeah, how does it sound, bro? Your <laughs> own medicine. Where does laughter come from? Ah, from the heavens, dude. Um, it comes from a pure place. Mm-hmm. It comes from a place of... I think laughter is basically a physical representation of trust. That's, what, that's how I would put it. I know it's very close to the whole concept of how humor works. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just a physical representation of, of trust, you know, the highest form of trust. It, it, the simple example I can give is, there are few people who you'll meet in life who you don't like immediately. Okay. Right? You have this instinctive hatred towards them, saying that, dude, I don't I don't buy this guy. I don't something get the right vibe. Something about this guy. Yeah, something about this guy, which I don't, I feel like punching his face, right? Yeah. Like punch him in the throat. Yeah. And then he he becomes this funny guy, mm-hmm. right? You get to know that he's this funny guy, but you don't laugh for him, right? You kind of buy your time. You're like, hmm. I mean, he's cracking this joke because there's some intention behind it, or right. you justify it with some ridiculous things, right? Right, right. So that's that's how I think, and that's my whole you know, that's my whole approach to humor. Also, mm-hmm. is if somebody laughs for you, right? Then you respect them for the fact that they trust you okay and you 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 live by that respect and you reciprocate that respect mm-hmm. uh by by trusting them mm-hmm. so for me, laughter is just a physical representation of of trust trust yeah you don't know any i don't know any other way how we can do it mm-hmm. so
0: so you say trust, I say from the stomach, yeah, both are true technically absolutely yeah it's uh what a journey what a journey it has been yeah. part one part two an exploration into humor itself and what role it plays in our lives not just lives i think how, what know, a role it,
1: it plays in in the society but yeah of course yeah what was your answer
0: in our deaths? <laughs> if it's not in our <laughs> lives, then what? It's afterlives. Afterlife. What yeah. do you find funny after you're dead? Part three. Part three. <laughs> Part three is coming, guys. Yeah. Um. Great. So on to our parcel section for this episode. ta Um as always, brute. I would want you to go first and I will follow.
1: Okay. Um what am what am I parceling?
0: <laughs> I forgot. This is it, guys. This is the... Dedication. Naked gun.
1: Oh, yeah. Talking Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Guys, so, taking it from the top, parcel section and Being Brute's personal recommendation to all of you and make sure you do not miss this recommendation because I will bet Bogus Nook's fake hair that if you don't find it funny, we are going to burn his fake hair. So my parcel for today's episode is Naked Gun. There's a three-part trilogy of Naked Gun. There's Naked Gun, Files from the Police Academy. Then Naked Gun, Two and a Half. And then there is Naked Gun, 33, one-third. And uh, it's a movie. Uh, uh, I mean, the premise of the movie is very simple. And Bogus, you can pitch in, okay? So the premise of the movie is about this incompetent cop who is trying to save the day, right? And the whole movie is exaggerated. It is slapstick. You will you, find all comedy types or all types of humor in this movie because it's, it's one of the funniest movies I've ever watched. It's yeah. my personal favorite.
0: At the very base, it is a parody of uh, those serious cop movies that follow that certain format where the cop is the hero and, you know, yeah. saves the day. Yeah, it's an action comedy. Saves the damn... It, it's an action comedy. There's a lot of action in it. And yeah. the cop is actually a bumbling fool. You absolute, know, keeps...
1: absolute nincompoop.
0: Yeah, but that's what makes it so funny because he never reacts to any of the craziness around right. him. right. And Leslie Nielsen, who plays the cop, is legend in himself. One of the geniuses of Deadpan humor. Right. Like the way he plays it straight is so hard to do, but it's so entertaining. Though it's the funny thing, Bogus, Deadpan humor
1: is predominantly associated with British comedy. Yeah. And this guy is an American. Uh-huh. And he kills it. Yeah. I don't I haven't seen any uh actor uh from the West or any anywhere else, in fact. Who has that command on deadpan humor? I mean, how can he not break? right? You would want to see him slip at some point, but he's just so good at it. yeah, right? Like he is amazing. and the beauty of the movies are there is a genuine premise. Mm-hmm. There's a genuine problem out there. like the queen is being killed yeah or or some you know big shot is being is about to be murdered. And this guy how he approaches, and he's genuine about it, right? Yeah. It's like he's earnestly putting all the efforts to like solve the case. Yeah. But it's so funny that he's he showcases this idioticness all through, consistently. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? So I think guys, you guys have to check it out. Naked Gun trilogy. Uh you Leslie Nielsen is the lead hero in it. And uh, you'll love it, trust me. Bogus,
0: shoot. For my parcel section with two extra sambar packets today, we have Airplane, which is <laughs> another favorite of both uh, Brute and myself. Absolutely. And guess what? Airplane also has Leslie Nielsen, but as a supporting role. You don't say. Yeah. And uh, Airplane is basically um, exact scene to scene remake of a 1950s movie called Panic R. And Panic R, the plot of that was basically a plane goes up into the sky, some complication, pilots are incapacitated. Oh no, how do we land the plane? Ultimately, the plane is landed. It's a very serious movie that was treated very seriously. But Airplane copies that movie scene by scene and makes it so hilarious. Yeah. And like uh, like Naked Gun, Airplane actually came before Naked Gun. Way before. So I think
1: Airplane was Leslie Nielsen's breakthrough performance as a comic actor.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it is, again, absurd humor and uh, slapstick and...
1: Exaggeration,
0: parody. a lot of exaggeration and parody. And uh, it follows this uh, ex-fighter jet pilot, the hero, who is now a taxi driver. Yeah. And he has anxiety attacks uh, because of his PTSD from the war. (laughs) And he also has a very serious drinking problem. Yeah, I was about to say that. This the is not... drinking problem is... B- brute, this is no laughing matter, okay? Alcoholism I, is a very serious thing. I so apologize. basically, the hero's drinking problem was that whenever he brings a glass <laughs> to his face... <laughs> he can't put it to his mouth. <laughs> he can't put it to his mouth. He lands it on his forehead and ends up spil- spilling all the liquid on his face. So basically, that's his drinking problem. just, he with just that, can't drink. Yeah. Just with that example, you can figure out what kind of a movie this is. Yeah. And, and the
1: obviousness. Yeah. The beauty is in the dialogue writing, guys, the obviousness of the dialogue writing. Yeah. It's ex- so ridiculous. For example... In Can the, we enact one scene?
0: I mean, in the air traffic control room, uh, they suddenly say, oh, no, when the brain is yeah. completely in trouble, right? Oh, no, it looks like the shit has hit the fan. <laughs> yeah. In the next scene, you see a table fan. <laughs> yeah. And some <laughs> something disgusting. Yeah, like thrown put, at it. Like, punch. <laughs> it hits the fan. Like, it's so... Uh, sometimes it's so literal it's so funny the
1: best line i don't know i think it's okay if we read it right no
0: i think we can
1: yeah it's like uh so basically there are a bunch of sick people on the plane Mm -hmm. and leslie nielsen is the doctor on the plane yeah he's the doctor so and he checks these six sick people and goes to the air hostess and i think we need to turn back and land these guys need a hospital immediately they need to be admitted in the hospital immediately yeah and this is all serious, right? And mm-hmm. the air host is like a hospital, but why? Mm. And then Leslie Nielsen is like, it's a big building with people <laughs> with patients in it, <laughs> but that's not the point. <laughs> that's
0: not the point right now. Yeah. These people need medical help. Yeah. <laughs> and there's another line where the pilot, the hero, mm. tells Leslie Nielsen, "Surely you must be joking." Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. I'm not joking, and don't call me Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: it's it's a rawest form guys again there are so
0: many quotable quotes yeah there are so many it is a
1: cult movie yeah which opened doors to so many other people to make such movies yeah um but this will be remembered as one of the funniest movies in the history of hollywood undoubtedly
0: oh yeah when it came out it was made with a budget of like 3.5 million dollars or something it ended up making 150 and do you know who are the
1: stars in it the Mission Impossible guy was the main pilot, who always did this really, really serious. The TV work. show, the TV show Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible guy, yeah. yeah. So that guy was the main pilot. Then and there, there was Abdul Jabbar was there. Kareem Abdul, Kareem Jabbar. Abdul Jabbar, yeah, the
0: basketball yeah. star.
1: And oh, by the way, uh, Naked Gun also has some really interesting cast.
0: This O.J. Simpson. O.J. Simpson in the house without a knife this time. Yeah, yeah, and the glove. So that's I think uh, a wrap. That's a wrap on our two-part humor special bonus extravaganza. Thigh Gap, subscribe. And share. And share, guys. Just share. Hey, thanks for listening. You can follow this podcast on Spotify to get notified of new episodes every Thursday. We're also on Apple Podcasts for those of you who have partaken in the Forbidden Fruit. If you liked what you heard, leave us a 5-star rating and a comment. Say anything like, the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. A rating and a comment really helps us out. It's free, and I'm told, that's a great price. But enough about us, huh? Tell us about yourself. Leave us a comment. Our Twitter is at ThighGap, and we are underscore ThighGap on Instagram.